0: Thank you for listening to Resource Families Thrive, our in-house podcast by Stanford CR Youth and Families. This is Daniel, outreach coordinator in the Pathways to Permanency program. Before we get started today, I want to remind everyone to like, comment, and share on our podcast. That way we can get the word out about our need for resource families, especially those for teenagers. There aren't very many smaller children within our region that are in need of families. A lot of them get placed into kinship care, or find other families very quickly. Unfortunately, that leaves some of our older kids in care. So I really do encourage you all to think about what your expectations are in doing Foster to Adopt, or what your expectations are in adopting at all. There are kids waiting for families. That's the bottom line, and that's why I do what I do, is in the hopes that I will encourage you... To realize that you are ready right now. About a year ago, I did two episodes that were focused in on tips and tricks, things that we do here in our agency and things that we teach our resource families to do. It's always been a goal of mine to share with you some of the training that we impart to our families along the way. Training and education are a really big component to how we support you. I tell people a lot that social workers have a goal of working themselves out of a job. We want to be able to back out, you know, help you find permanency, help a child find permanency with your family. And then once you've achieved that, our social worker from pathways is typically done. You get post-adoption services. You can have a post-adoption support group, but for the regular services that you receive through foster care, we unfortunately do have to say goodbye. So along the way, as I said, it's important for you to learn those skills too. And so I want to give you a taste of them now, as I did last year, and give you some skills that you can use in your day-to-day life. This goes beyond foster care. The two episodes I'm talking about refer to In Times of Uncertainty and another that's called Taking Moments. So check back over with those, listen in, they're shorter episodes, and I hope that you take some tips and tricks away. For new listeners out there, welcome, welcome. I appreciate you joining in. Stanford Sierra Youth and Families is a merged organization. We have been uh, Stanford Sierra Youth and Families for almost two years now. We provide a variety of services in the greater Sacramento region, I believe we serve 17 counties now and growing. And any service that we provide is related to children and families. That does mean foster care, adoption, mental health, crime prevention, family advocacy, all across the board. We are adding in new programs, new services, and all of it is to promote permanency in all of its forms. And our mission is transforming lives by nurturing permanent connections and empowering families to solve challenges together so every child can thrive. That's a big part of today, is empowering you to solve challenges together. So I talked about skills, tips, and tricks. One of the easiest that you can learn and that you can do now, because you can do it with literally everybody you know, is active listening. You've probably heard that phrase before. It comes around in a lot of places. I've heard it in TV shows and movies, sometimes comedy shows. I remember Malcolm in the Middle had a therapist teaching the parents how to do active listening. I might have just dated myself there a little bit, really not sure. What it comes down to, to put it very simply right off the bat, is a way to hear what's really being said. Sometimes it's difficult for us to understand the message, meaning the underlying things that are happening when people are talking to each other. Active listening encourages us to look at body language, to listen to the tone of voice, and to process the words all at the same time, which sounds really complicated, but to some degree, a lot of us do this naturally. In the previous teaching episodes, I talked about things to ask yourself. When you start to feel some tension in the room, when you start to sense that maybe not all is 100% well, check in with yourself first and foremost. Take a moment and ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Consider that in this moment. Pause this. I'll give you a couple seconds of silence to think about it. But really do an internal check with yourself now. Pay attention to your body feelings, you know, aches and pains. Pay attention to your emotions. Are you stressed? This is a really critical step in active listening because it allows you to stay contemplative, to stay cerebral. When we start to feel tension, we also start to lose our... Ability to focus in on what the other person is saying, the true message, the cerebral aspect, if you will, the thinking brain instead of the panic brain. If you're able to check in with yourself, you're able to check in on the other person too, not asking them, How are you doing? Not right away, but taking note of a few things. Our goal when we're doing active listening with anyone is to make them feel safe to share their feelings. Keep that goal in mind, that there is a difference between being safe and feeling safe. Part of feeling safe is the ability to express yourself to a person that you trust. Once you've kind of looked at some of the non-verbals that are going on, so looking at facial expression, you know, our hands clenched, is the person breathing heavy, is their face red, other things that aren't necessarily being said, Then you can start to really listen to their words. Now, if you're in a true crisis situation, very little of what is said in words is what is communicated. When we're at our angriest, when adrenaline kicks in, we're also at our stupidest. Our brain wants to go fight or flight. So it's a time to listen to tone of voice too. As someone is speaking, as a child is speaking, a partner, friend, coworker, like I said, you can use this with anyone. You have the opportunity to suss out what they are feeling and then name the emotion. This is a part of active listening, is being able to say, you sound angry right now. I can see why. There are also those really classic phrases that you can use. What I'm hearing you say is, don't overuse them, but they are useful. So let's say a friend comes to me and they had a really rough day at work with a coworker. The coworker wasn't listening to what they needed to do, wasn't really paying attention. And that's very frustrating. I think we've probably all been there, it's human. So if my friend is processing these things with me, I might pretty openly say, I can see why that'd be really frustrating. It feels bad when people aren't listening to you. So what I'm hearing you say is you were sharing these great ideas with someone. They weren't paying attention. And that led to these feelings that you weren't being valued. What I just demonstrated for you are active listening statements. What you are doing while people are giving you information is you're reflecting that information back. The hard part can be, for some people, that our instinct sometimes is to pare it back. You're not saying exactly what they have just said. You're putting it into your own words. And sometimes what I will even do is say, I want to make sure I'm getting it right. What I'm hearing is. Because that also gives them a chance to correct there are reasons for these particular steps, these ways of saying things. What you are doing is you're showing the person, I am listening to you. My attention is on you. And I'm not fixing the problem. When someone processes something with us a child, friend, coworker that doesn't mean they need it to be fixed right now what it may mean is that they are just in a processing space and you're giving them that safe space to do so. It also makes them feel like they're not being shamed or blamed for having feelings. Everyone is going to have feelings. It's important to let people do that. It helps people to talk out versus act out. Maybe your friend or my friend is... Able to process things and feel better enough that they don't snap at their coworker the next day. And if that snap did happen, what you are doing is saying, I can see why you got so angry that you yelled at them. Now, note the key phrase in there I can see why you got so angry. I'm not saying, oh, it's okay that you yelled at them because you're angry. This isn't permission for behavior. But it is saying, you are seen right now. Fixing comes later. We're not focused on that right now. We're not focused on telling someone, oh, next time you should. Right now, it's just about the listening. With our kids, our kids in care, They haven't felt safe in a long time. They're not with their first family. And they need to be able to communicate those feelings of not being safe in order to get there. This goes into a lot of things. It's a foundational piece. First, knowing yourself, remembering that you are the adult but then learning how to listen to feelings. Once you've accomplished that and taken that time and spent that moment bonding with someone, you're more likely to be able to have harder conversations in the future. Sometimes those harder conversations are not seemingly difficult things around, hey, why didn't you get your homework done today? I can see that math homework really overwhelmed you, confused you. Maybe next time I can remind you to take a 15-minute break in between chapters. And beyond rules and expectations, beyond talking about things like that, it can help you to get out of power struggle situations those situations where you feel like you're butting heads and getting nowhere. That comes from a feeling. It comes from some sort of stress. And it's important to pinpoint that and be able to say, hey, what's going on? I understand what's going on. I'm going to show you that by showing you I have truly been listening to what you are saying and what you're not saying. We use phrases around here like attachment, bonding. Helping a child to feel safe to share their feelings, helping them to name those feelings sometimes. That's going to make them feel safer. A behavior, an acting out, is because of a need, because of a feeling, because of something that's going on for them. Listening, truly listening, and not fixing, it's gonna help you meet those needs. And it's going to make those actions happen less frequently. They'll be able to come to you and say, I had a bad day and this is why. And isn't that better? Help them to build attachment, help them to build trust Help them to develop that and strengthen that bond with you. And all you have to do is ask, are you in a processing mode? Or do you just want to talk about it? Or are you in a fixing mode? Do you want help with what to do next time? I don't think I give you homework very often when I do these sorts of podcasts, but I really do want you to try this. Try it out on someone you know, have a conversation with them, practice statements. You can find information about active listening all over the place. Even if you're just sitting down for a practice conversation with someone and they know exactly what you're doing, feel it out. Feel it out more than once. If it doesn't come naturally to you, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. That means you're learning. That means that you're growing too but give it a try because when you get into foster care, this is going to be a really powerful tool for you to use. People want to be seen and heard. So listen and hear them, see them. I know we're pressed for time these days, and so I am keeping this one short. Listen to it a couple times. Share it with your friends. As I said, like and comment take this time to teach yourself, to learn something new. And if you've got questions, reach out to us. Phone number 916-368-5114. And you can find out more information about us on our website at ssyaf.org. And I hope that you know that you're ready to pick up the phone and give us a call. Before I sign off, I've got a couple of shameless plugs right now. April 17th, we are hosting our inaugural Forever Family Fun Run. We call it a run, but realistically, if you want to, you can walk, you can jog, you can ride, stand up, paddleboard, extreme gardening, competitive horse racing, whatever you want to do. You can find out more about that on our website as well. I strongly encourage everyone to sign up. All of the proceeds will go to benefiting our youth and families served by our organization across our programs. Share on social media what your commitment is. We will be live broadcasting from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. on the 17th. And you will hear yours truly. Other things coming up at the end of March, we will have a video screening. It's going to be focused in on things we wish we'd known. So seven tips directly from an existing resource family. We screen the video, and then we'll have plenty of opportunity for questions and answers afterwards. It's a chance for us to discuss and more chance to share this information so you can talk about it too. Those dates will be March 30th and 31st. Contact us for more information. If you're on our email list, keep an eye on that. I appreciate you all being here. And until I get to talk to you again, keep thriving.